Good morning. It's good to see each of you here. I hope you had a wonderful Thanksgiving holiday. We were talking that the crowd was a little down at the 9 o'clock service, and I can see it's down here too. But, but we've chalked that up to Thanksgiving traveling, plus we figure that we have left some of our members at Death Valley. We hope they make it back. Today is an important thing in the life of the church, and I've had so many people tell me that they have tickets to the Peace Center. I said, I should have had some of those tickets. I don't know what, how I missed it, um, but, uh, and so forth and so on, that I'm hoping that we will have uh, a few of you who will make it to Charge Conference this afternoon. The, uh, the officers and committee chairs, of course, are supposed to come. But anyone is uh, welcome. You just don't vote unless you're a, a, a member of the uh, either the council, the council or the board. And uh, so, but that's today at three o'clock. It'll be here in the sanctuary, and you, it'll be our new district superintendent, Reverend uh, Mary Teasley, will be presiding. Next Sunday is the first Sunday in Advent. Now, can you believe that? Next Sunday is the first Sunday in Advent. Today, it actually is one month from today's Christmas, so you can start your countdown, children, one month from today. Uh, we will uh, have the Hang in the Green service at the 11 o'clock service that day, next Sunday. Also, a reminder that for the children and the kids' kids' programs, that uh, they will meet today, regular programs, but there's a change in the location. They will meet uh, at 5.30 here in the sanctuary instead of our regular classrooms. And also, uh, children, mark your date, uh, dates and parents for the children's Christmas uh, parade coming up on, uh, well, rather, it's the Greer Christmas parade, but our children will be taking it over this year. We're going, no, I'm just kidding. Our children will be participating in it on uh, Sunday, December the 2nd. And also a reminder that our children's Christmas uh, musical will be at 11 a.m. on Sunday, December the 9th. So I hope you'll remember all these things in the life of the church. And I was reminded that if there was anyone who did not make a pledge last Sunday or did not receive a pledge card in the mail, that there are pledge cards here somewhere, I guess, in the back in the narthex. Let us begin our worship together.
be with you. Let us pray together. Give us, O Lord our God, understanding to know you, diligence to seek you, wisdom to find you, and a faithfulness that may finally embrace you. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. now affirm our faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. be seated. Let our children come forth for a children's moments.
boys and girls. How are y'all? Good. Did everybody have a good Thanksgiving? I did too. Doesn't the time go by fast that we're out of school? Yep. Today I want to talk about, um, we have another holiday coming up. What's our holiday coming up now? Christmas, yes. Everybody's starting to get ready for Christmas. It's a very exciting time. I want us to talk a little bit today about the traditions of Christmas. Let's think about maybe what that term means, tradition of Christmas. That means something that you or your family does every year, year after year, to um, prepare your hearts and your homes for Christmas. Um, for instance, at our house, uh, one of the traditions of Christmas is the day after Thanksgiving, we decorate our home for Christmas. Uh, the Sunday after Thanksgiving, we go and we pick out a live tree and we bring it in and decorate. Um, and then in the, about the second week of December at our house, we make homemade fudge. So those are some things that we do year after year after year that makes it a tradition of Christmas. I have a Bible verse I want to share with you. It's 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ. Each one of you is a part of it. And that can mean that we are Christ's hands and feet. And we do things to help Jesus. In other words, we can be Jesus's helpers. Now, I want us to use that verse and the Christmas tradition and think how we can put the two together. Um, for instance, uh, when my girls were younger, when they were both at home, we would participate in the Samantha's Purse shoebox, Operation Shoebox. We would pick out a boy or a girl and we would go and buy toys and fill up the shoebox and then take it to the drop-off point for the Samaritan's Purse. So that was something that we did year after year and that was something where we were helping being Jesus's helpers. Um, you all participate in a tradition of Christmas that thrills us um, adults here at Memorial. You all present your Christmas program or your musical and you do it year after year. And in fact, that's December the 9th. Is that right? Is that coming up? Good. I look forward to it. I can't wait. And um, that's something that you all do, and you bless the congregation of our church when you do that. And that happens year after year. There's another Christmas tradition here at Memorial, and that's our angel tree that we always have out there in the narthex. And it's a Christmas tree, and it has all kinds of angels on it. And each angel has a family's name on it and even an individual's name on it and some way that they need help or that we can help them. And this is the angel that I picked off the tree. And it's um, the family's initials are KG. The individual that um, my family and I are helping is Kobe. He's a little boy. He's age three. And he would like a vehicle toy of, of, of choice. So look what I picked out this week. I hope it'll be all right. And remember, he's three. Do you think he's going to like that? Yeah, I thought it was neat. Miss Sylvia was going up and down the aisles playing with all the toys. Listen. Did you hear his horn blow? <laughs> so I thought that was pretty cute, so I hope he will like that. Okay, well, um, then our Sunday school class, there's a Sunday school class here, Adults Unlimited, that'll gather up all these gifts from all of these angels, and we'll deliver them on December the 15th um, to these families that need some extra help. Well, you and your family, I hope, will be part of this Christmas tradition. I hope that you will ask mom and dad to go with you and pick out an angel off the tree, and then you and mom and dad shop and get whatever is listed on the angel, bring it back to church, and then Miss Sylvia's Sunday School class, Adults Unlimited, will deliver it for you. Let's go back to our Bible verse one more time. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is part of it. Okay, let's remember to make a tradition of being Jesus' helper, not just at Christmas, but all the time. And in just a moment, I'm going to close with a prayer. But before I do, I wanted to show you what I want to give you before um, you leave today. After we have our prayer, I have an angel here drawn for you. And I'd like for you to cut it out and decorate it any way you want to. You might want to put your name on it. You might want to decorate it with um, sequins or glitter or color it. And then I have a hole up at the top where you can run a piece of yarn or um, ribbon through it. And I'd like for you to put your angel on your tree as a reminder that you can be Jesus's helper throughout the Christmas season. And I want it to also remind you of our angel tree here at church. So it can remind you of lots of things and I'll give that to you right after we pray. 
Would you repeat after me, please? Dear God, thank you for Jesus' birth and Christmas traditions. Help us to know ways we can be your helper. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Our first scripture lesson for today comes from Psalm 132, verses 13 through 16. For the Lord has chosen Zion. He has desired it for his dwelling, saying, This is my resting place forever and ever. Here I will sit enthroned, for I have desired it. I will bless her with abundant provisions. Her poor I will satisfy with food. I will clothe her priests with salvation and her faithful people will ever sing for joy. This is the word of God for the people of God.
Let us bow our heads in prayer. <coughs> Almighty, eternal, and holy God, who is, who was, and who is to come, you are worthy to receive our praise and thanksgiving. And here in this holy place, where you have promised to dwell among us, we gather to offer our prayers, our praise, and our petitions. We humbly come before you, O God, and are reminded that your revelation in Jesus Christ gives life to our bodies and souls. Jesus has shown us the way to everlasting life and has promised to make us priests and a royal nation. But not in a place that we can see here and now. And still, we try to fit your ways into our expectations. And then we grumble when you do not conform. Where we have doubted your wisdom and your truth, forgive us, good Lord. Remind us that Jesus was born to come into the world and bear witness to the truth. Jesus has said that whoever is of the truth hears his voice. And by the outpouring of your Holy Spirit, we pray this day that you equip us to be witnesses of that same truth and so to help others in hearing your voice. On this day, this Christ the King Sunday, in which we celebrate but still await your coming in power and might to reclaim your church, and establish the reign of righteousness. We pray that that same power would take into your care those whom we have named with our prayer list, those who we name in our hearts now. We pray, O God, that your, your care would relieve their suffering end their captivity and restore their brokenness. Oh God, you are our Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, and you hear our prayers, and we pray in your mercy that you will answer them. We pray in Jesus' name. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue our worship with our giving. Let our ushers come forward at this time.
reading from the book of Revelation, begin at verse 1, chapter 1, verse 1 and then 4. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants what must soon take place. To John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits before his throne and from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth. To him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood and has made us to be a kingdom and priest to serve his God and Father. To him be glory and power forever and ever. Amen. Look, he is coming with the clouds and every eye will see him, even those who pierced him and all the peoples of the earth will mourn because of him. So shall it be. Amen. I am the Alpha and the Omega, says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, the Almighty. This is the word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. Oh Lord, help us to see this, this Sunday designated by the church as Christ the King. Help us to see amidst all of what has come, been before and what is to come ahead, how this date sometime in the future will occur and how important that is for us as believers. We pray in your name. Amen. I've had the occasion to be up and down several elevators lately, and it reminded me of a, of a story that was told of uh, when Tony Campello was, who's a well-known author and preacher and written several books, and he happened to be on an elevator one time, and uh, he realized that everyone was standing like statues behind him. Have you noticed that that's the way it is, right? If you, you know, everybody gets on the elevator, they're talking. As soon as the elevator's shut, everyone's real quiet. I figured, I always figured they were praying that if the elevator would go up like it's supposed to. But he turned and he faced everyone and he, led, and he looked at them and he, then he decided to start singing to them. And he's saying, you are my sunshine. And he led them all in that singing. All I wish we could all be that brave to break the ice with a group of strangers on an elevator. Uh, someone once asked some children in Sunday school class, what do you suppose Jesus would say to people in an elevator? And the immediate response was, going up. <laughs> I think it's interesting that even 2,000 years later, after Jesus' death and resurrection, it is still one of the most pertinent and important questions we could ever ask, and that is that WWJD, what would Jesus do? You know, in a few weeks, we celebrate the end of the calendar year 2012 and the beginning of 2013. But if for those who follow the Christian calendar, this is the last Sunday of the year. The church year, that is. If you, the first Sunday is Advent. The first Sunday in Advent, which is next day. So the church year follows Jesus' Christ, Jesus Christ his, his coming, His birth, his, his teaching, His death and resurrection, and then awaiting His final day uh, and to final return, uh, which is the end of the calendar. So think about the Christian calendar. That's the way it flows anticipation of his coming the first time and it closes in anticipation of his final return to earth that's why it's celebrated as christ as king sunday that's why things turn back to white today i think though that because of thanksgiving on our calendars thanksgiving sunday last sunday and then Advent Sunday, this coming Sunday, it seems almost that this Sunday's kind of been wedged between all those big events, and somehow or another it's lost some of its importance in our time, uh, ex especially as we immediately move, it seems like, from Thanksgiving to Christmas. Um, we, we do that. We do have a tendency to move right through it. But I think this final Sunday in the church year deserves some intent attention. I think it's an important date. Uh, because it celebrates the fact that Christ will return. 
and be king of kings, Lord of lords of all the earth. And it helps me to think about this day by thinking, what difference does that make? What does it make in my life? What's the questions I should be asking in my life? What does it really mean to know that Christ will be King of kings and Lord of lords? What does that mean to us? Well, I, I think the fir- one of the first ways to answer that is this, is this. Christ is someone who understands us. And wouldn't you want someone who understands us to be over us? Jesus walked our path. He walked uh, in the ways of humanity. He understands us like no other could. He, he, didn't, he, he didn't come in and act like a human. The, the tradition of the church is that He was fully human and fully God. He reminded me of the way actors and actresses uh, move into their uh, profession a little bit. Uh, you know, many times an actor and actress will immerse themselves in a role. They will immerse themselves so much in that role that they will almost become that person. Uh, there was an article about uh, the movie Bridget Jones a few years ago. I don't know if you ever remember, if y'all remember that movie or not, but it had Renee Zellweger in it. And it said that for two months, this Hollywood actress w- went to work uh, at this publishing company to figure out what about the role. She would she she did all the grunt work, you know. She she uh, made the coffee. She fetched things for people, and people were oblivious to her identity. Um, but it, it's not uh, it's not unusual for an actor to do that, to submerge himself or herself in a role like that. And anyone who is a professional wants to get it right. But we as Christians contend that the Lord of the universe emptied Himself from the glories of heaven to come and walk where we walk, to experience what we experience. Uh, And I think that's probably the most important thing we could say about Christ as King of our life is that He understands us. He truly understands us. And so when we take our concerns to the Lord, we, we know that He understands what it means to to feel all those things that that are hard about being a human, like pain and rejection and disappointment and grief and all these emotions uh, that we experience as humans. And so it's really important for us just to stop every so often, I think, and to remind ourselves that Christ is someone who understands us, who has walked with us. The other thing I, I, I thought of was that Jesus is someone who has set a standard for us. Uh, You want to know how to make it a better world? Show it Jesus. Let Jesus' love and mercy and forgiveness stand against the cruelty and the hatred and the violence uh, of the world. Jesus taught that certain things are expected of those who would be His followers. Think back to the to the best teachers or coaches you ever had. And I know some of you are teachers and coaches. But think back to the ones you had. Uh, I bet they had a whole lot to do with you being a teacher or a coach. But they had high standards for you. They expected you to rise to those standards. Uh, And unfortunately, in this day and time, many Christians act like everyone else. And then we wonder why we have no influence in the world. It seems like we should remember that Christ has placed His people in the world to be, to be salt, to be leaven, to be a light uh, for people. People should be able to tell that we are His. Uh, people should be able to tell that we are Christ's representatives in the world. We are to reflect His love and His acceptance. What what does Christ mean to us? Christ understands us first and foremost. And and second, Christ has set a standard for us and has shown us the way to live, shown us a better way, a better way for ourselves and and for the world. But most important, Christ is our Savior. We are those whom Christ loves so much that He gave His life in our behalf. We've been saved by the blood of Christ, the one who overcame. And our sins have been swept away. 
And that in, in itself is, a, is an important thing for us to be reminded of this day. I hope that most of you enjoyed your Thanksgiving, and I hope you enjoyed it with families and friends and those that you love. Uh, we were together in North Carolina, and we were all a bit worried about coming together because, in fact, I had read some articles about the fact that some families were not going to Thanksgiving this year because there had been such divisions within their family over the recent elections. And we had one such division in our family between my two sisters. Um, my sister lives in North Carolina and my sister lives outside of Chicago. And so when we gathered for the, for the family time along with others, uh, we, uh, I was catching myself saying a few silent prayers that we didn't get off into the realm of uh, division. Uh, but uh, it was really interesting that not one word was said uh, during that whole time about the election. But something that was said, which is so important, and I hope your families had this kind of a conversation too, was we all agreed that we had been given the greatest gift to be thankful for. We all agreed that that gift came to us through our grandparents and our parents. And that was the gift of the love of Jesus Christ. And we were so thankful that no matter what we had or did not have, no matter how the world might seem uh, chaotic to one or okay to the other, uh, we, we were very, very thankful and grateful that we understand and understood the love of Jesus Christ that we had. Jesus Christ is the Lord of Lords and King of Kings. Even though in this world today, we know that many do not know that. Many do not even profess to have any religion. But He has walked where we walk. He has set a high standard for love for us to live up to and to live by. And it is by His blood that He has taken away our sins. He is the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. And I think that if we pause this day, as was intended by the church when the calendar was originally set up, to remember the whole life of Christ, from anticipation to birth, to His teachings, to His death, to His resurrection, to His taking up to heaven, to His return one day, that if we pause and imagine and maybe if we daydream a little bit what it might be like the day that Christ steps foot back on the earth and He returns in triumph and every knee shall bow and everyone shall acknowledge that He is indeed Lord of Lord and King of Kings. That's what Christ the King Sunday is about. We renew our hope in that one. That one we know who understands us that one who will someday rule us all. And I don't know about you, but I can't think of a happier day that will come for this old earth. So I hope that you'll find that you renew your hope in that one in the day when Christ will renew all things. Amen.
blessings of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Almighty, Eternal, Triune God, one God now and forever. May that God bless you and keep you this day. Amen. Amen.